There's no movie too big, no movie too small. If you want spoiler-free reviews, just call G-G-G-Geekcentric. What's up, geeks? My name is Kev. This is the Geek-Centric Podcast, and today we're coming at you with our review for Disney Plus's Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. As I mentioned, this review will be spoiler free. A huge thanks to Disney Plus Canada for giving us the early inside scoop on this one. Before we get started, if you're joining us for the first time, well... Welcome aboard the Ranger Plane. We are Geekcentric, a podcast focusing on the world of TV, movies, games, toys and collectibles, and all things Geekcentric. Of course, I could never give you all the juicy details of this movie on my own. Joining me on the program are a couple of rascally, rambunctious rodents who often like to be my movie opinion opponents. First, he's strong and stinky like a gorgonzola. It's Nate. Oh, good eye, mate. How you doing? <laughs> I can't do the. I can't do that one, but. Uh, dude, I am just, I'm on top of the moon with this movie, dude. I, oh, so good. You're just twizzling your mustache ready to I'm, talk I'm, about this I'm one, I'm twizzling, eh? dude. I'm high on the cheddar right now. I'm high on the cheese. Awesome. And next, he's softer than a triple cream brie. It's J-Law, but you can call him Justin. I, Pachunga, I cannot wait to talk about this movie with you guys. It is, it is a riot, a fun time. Uh, yeah, I'm very, very excited. Now, to be fair, I just compared you to some pretty uh, questionable cheeses. So if I were going to compare myself to one, uh, I'm old, moldy, and full of veins like a hunk of blue cheese. So uh, <laughs> take that for whatever you will. A hunk of hunk of blue cheese. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, now, of course, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers is based on the animated series of the same name that debuted on Disney Channel in 1989. The show ran for a total of 65 episodes split over... Well, they say three seasons, but it's more like two and a bit. Yeah. Uh, and follow Chip and Dale, two chipmunks who start a detective agency along with their friends Gadget Hackenwrench, Monterey Jack, and Zipper. The pint-sized detectives deal with crimes that were too small for the police to handle, usually with other animals as their clients. The gang frequently found themselves going up against two particular arch villains, mafia-style tabby cat Fat Cat and mad scientist Norman Nimnul. For the live-action reboot, the black and red-nosed sleuths are voiced by John Mulaney and Andy Samberg and are joined by series original Tress McNeil, as well as a crazy list of Hollywood bigwigs, including Keegan-Michael Key, Eric Bana, Will Arnett, Chris Parnell, Kiki Lane, J.K. Simmons, Dennis Haysbert, Seth Rogen, and so many more. Uh, you know, I, feel, I know Easter was last month, but the amount of Easter eggs in Dude. this movie uh, is, is enough to drive some... This is going to take multiple, multiple watchings, for sure. Uh, and, and from the sounds of your excitement, uh, that might not be a bad thing, so why don't we just jump right in and give some thoughts? I gotta say, man, this, this movie... You know how so many people, I mean, we just we just ended up talking, finally finished talking about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. People will not shut up about yeah. that movie. Yeah, this was a better multiversal This is movie. a much yeah. better multiversal yeah. movie, dude, for, especially for like, just from the standpoint of animation, you, you were mentioning the Easter eggs, the amount of references and characters, even outside of the Disney pantheon in this movie, is still staggering and it was it was i couldn't stop smiling it was such a delight to see you know and just constantly surprise after surprise after surprise uh even in the background all the way to the foreground even to characters that you think are going to be there for a minute and then end up being actually integral to the plot 
dude, I I could not get over some of these uh, some of these these appearances in this movie. Yeah, I think the fact that they they're leveraging Disney IP, but they're having absolute freedom from all the other IPs that are in and around Disney. It, it feels like this film is is more of a celebration of all things fandom from any arena. And I think that that's what's, that's what's so amazing about what they've accomplished in this movie. It's not just Chippendale. It's everything in and around it, which, again, continues what I think a lot of people got from the first look and, and the trailer, which was that, you know, who framed Roger Rabbit vibe and it almost feels like a continuation of the who framed roger rabbit world absolutely and and just you nailed it um just you know even from the trailers you can see uh events taking place at fan conventions and and that really does have such a central theme to this movie is just fandoms both lost and new and and rediscovering and 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 being surprised at people who are fans who you might not have expected just all of those sort of things are thrown in here uh but yeah i think my biggest surprise was just how many little cameos you get from non-disney characters it was nuts i don't know how they were getting some of these ips if if somehow disney owns something that owns something that owns these ips and therefore they were able to use it uh, i will say i kind of wish they had gone even further into the easter eggs and, and shown even more and so i wonder if maybe they're just saving it for a, a, a possible sequel so. where they can because I, I mean they they've got a an infinite world of cameos that they could throw out there at, at some point so I, I would love to see it this does feel very tempered and tamed in some aspects because I think at the end of it it doesn't want to lose the focus of of reuniting these characters of, of Chip and Dale and telling their story and really hitting home the sort of heartfelt message of friendship and, and family and togetherness, if you will. That might feel very typical for a film like this, but everything that is packaged around this makes it feel fresh and makes it feel very contemporary for today. It's 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 fantastic. It is the modern Roger Rabbit, and I think uh, you know it's it's funny because seeing these these surprise cameos at a certain point in the movie, I started to um, they 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 were always surprising and always made me smile, but they didn't hit as hard as the movie went on. And I think that actually speaks to how good the movie is at establishing this universe and making you feel comfortable with the idea of all these different versions of these different animated characters being in and around live action people. And that's that's another thing I kind of wanted to, to jump on is the animation. We have 3D, 2D, stop motion, claymation. We have live action. And then we also even have puppetry in this movie, which there's a puppet character that is absolutely fantastic. Um, and I just, I was, I, I was so... Um, I think enamored with just how well they were able to fuse those things and yeah, blend it together to the point where it didn't feel jarring at any point in time, even the way the lighting worked or the wind on some of these characters. It, at no point in time did it feel like it took me out of the movie. It only brought me in throughout the movie, like from every, from the beginning all the way to the end. And there's no explanation as to why it is the way it is. No, and it, it doesn't is just need it. The world. <laughs> That's yeah. just it the world. No, exactly. And it doesn't need. Yeah, and it doesn't. It doesn't need it by any means. It's just. It's like someone took a toy box and just put everything inside of it, shook it up, turned it upside down, and threw it all into this movie. And there's no rigid box that any of these IPs seem to live in. They're just playfully interacting with one another throughout this entire movie. So, you know, spot on for finding. A core niche to Chip and Dale, 
pulling at that and really helping to kind of encompass the entire movie with this idea that they are pop culture icons, therefore they live in a world surrounded by pop culture icons. 100%. And, and you know, uh, it's, it's impossible not to compare the movie to something like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but to see just, it wasn't even the way the characters seamlessly flowed through the environments. It was the way they were then even further upon that, able to interact with different objects that weren't the the same organic material, if you will, that they were. That j It just looked so good. The, aesthetically, it might be, that might be my favorite part of the movie was just how damn good it looked. And it was so, it looked so good, they're even able to make fun of previous older attempts at, at you know, realistic 3D technology and whatnot in a, in, a, yeah. in a really funny joke, you know, like and yeah. they can do it confidently and knowing that they've absolutely knocked it out of the park. It's all self-referential satirical comedy that's self-referential to the animation style and, and calling out those those quips, but also just in the in the sort of trope and genre of the adventure style buddy cop film. This movie doesn't hold back; it has fun with everything that it's playing with, and I think that's just so fitting for for Chippendale. And speaking of, of Chippendale, I think John Mulaney and, and, and Andy Samberg were perfect voice casts for these two characters. More or less, they are themselves, which just adds another layer of endearment to the characters of Chippendale already. So it's just, you know, again, now that they've put their, their voices on it, it, it just feels very fitting. And it, their delivery and their dialogue together was was fantastic throughout the entire movie. And it's such an incredible, it's, it's an incredibly original way to do the thing of how do we get Andy Samberg and John Mulaney to be the voice of Chip and Dale is that they were actors playing those characters doing the other voice. I mean, we talk about Chris Pratt, you know, jumping in and doing and being Mario, uh, you know, next year and, and Garfield. And, Garfield and, and again, this is where seeing these being the voices of the actors uh, that are Chip and Dale was just so much fun and doesn't at all ruin the ability for Disney to continue with those other voices because then you can even if we're you know if you're we're our age and we've watched this movie we can enjoy it from the standpoint of oh we're watching the, those actors in the Chippendale movie again the the way that they do it and the humor is blended so perfectly I was worried about the whole aspect of like how is the Lonely Island style humor going to blend with with a Disney oh, movie it so and well. it fits so yeah. well and it does it in such a fun way that doesn't at all ever feel um, like it's out of place for Disney it, no. it still works but it still isn't too childish at the same time there's definitely some moments of some jokes that are clearly for the kids and that's awesome but the ones that are for the adults and that's that's the best for me that's the best thing about animation is when you can yeah and when you can cater to both audiences oh my gosh so good and even when those you know the kid jokes are going on uh, that's where there's maybe background stuff or something else to to notice for the adults where we don't have to be entertained by by just the uh you know an easier style joke we're, we're looking at something else we're discovering a character that we recognize in the background like there's always something going on that somebody will be entertained by or that they'll notice and and again as i said earlier it's going to take so many watches oh, to dude. not just catch all the visual references out. but to to pick out all the subtle dialogue based jokes that i i'm sure i missed a few of them that were poking fun at things that that i'll find funny the second time yeah. around 
Yeah, the, the layers of comedy are so accommodating to, to all audiences, the adults and the kids. But even when they're doing the kid jokes, it's almost like a wink and a nod to the adults that those kid jokes have to be kind of in there. Like it's it's sort of like a staple. So in a way, it's still very meta in, in its in its sort of delivery of, of the comedy throughout uh, throughout the movie. Yeah. And I, I, I will say, like, I don't. I don't know if I have too many, uh, if any, um, negatives. I think the only thing I, I will say is, like, from a soundtrack standpoint, I don't think there was a ton of sort of memorable new music, but the way they use the Rescue Rangers theme song to give you that sort of get hype, the right amount of hype when you needed to. And also, oh. there is a hilarious rapping moment that is perfectly like it's it's the lonely island it's but it's also your musical, disney musical yeah. thing and i will say if i challenge anyone to not laugh at how ridiculous this this rap song is it is so fantastic so i i, I guess that's going to be probably the thing that i remember the most in terms of the music in the movie yeah i, I think that the fact that lonely island was able to bring in a musical number into a Disney movie that was very Lonely Island, I think yes. is, is absolutely perfect. And you know what? You, you called out the score. I actually enjoyed the score because it, it had that reminiscent sort of adventure uh, score to it. Right, that I where thought the, was, the theme song was, was the was only fun. thing that ever really mattered in those cartoons anyways, right? So I, 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 sure, I get right? that. In I guess cartoons. it's sort of mirroring that. Yeah, and the, and the background was just a lot of dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it felt, it felt very fitting yeah. to the to the and conducive to the to the story that they were telling of these characters. So I, I think I think it worked. I, I think they brought so many different things into like one pot, and it just mixed so well to to give us this movie. And I I also just want to shout out the supporting cast. Um, I mean, freaking um, freaking J.K. Simmons in this movie. Uh, is is of excellent. Course. He's he's so I love J.K. Simmons. Simmons yeah. He's J.K. Simmons. <laughs> Will Arnett is in this movie, and he's perfectly Will Arnett. Um, and just I think the 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 uh, Kiki Lane, uh, her character, I think is perfectly serviceable as the human character in the movie. Um, I think she does a great job of just really pl- like playing into that role and um she at times also kind of is the audience as well um as we yes. sort of share kind of her love and her fandom of 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 the uh the rescue rangers and um yeah i thought she was really really good as well i love that they didn't lose that that there was constant little references to to the show you know when they do harken back and they do call back to specific moments they stick out and i, I love that it, it still remembers that the show came first and it found a place to fit that in this movie and i think that's that again is just a great way to kind of acknowledge the past while moving moving things in a new direction if you will yeah i mean in terms of remembering the past i'd say the one thing I was a little disappointed in um, was I, I really do wish that we could have had, um, you know, a, a, a maybe a bit more um, of a, I don't want to say too much to give away, say who the bad guy is or anything like that. But I do feel the movie suffered even just a little not having it be Fat Cat. You know, that is who I remember them going up mm-hmm. against, you know, the most. And so it would have been, I mean, there might be allusions to it in the movie, but they, I think if they had been able to center it around that, it really would have been an authentic reboot in that regard. But again, 
it's opportunities for the future that can be visited in different ways. And so in that, in that regard, I'm really okay with it. Uh, but like huge shout out to Eric Bana for, um, uh, bringing Monterey Jack back, you know, that, you know, if if, if you're going to do a a voice that's, you know, from somebody as well renowned as a, as a Jim Cummins and, and make it your own, like you're doing something right. And he absolutely killed it. Now, I mean, obviously we don't have uh, many negative things to say, so I've got a question for you instead, uh, because there's a moment in the film where they suggest that uh, Chip is the more popular of the two rescue rangers and i found that surprising just because i've always been a dale guy uh i'm i'm a a goofy quirky loose uh, andy samberg kind of guy versus the rigid uh hoity-toity john mulaney if you will and so (laughs) i want to know are you guys chip or are you a team dale well in personality i'm probably chip but yeah i think in terms of likability if you were you know hanging out with these two you'd probably have a better time with dale than you would with chip because uh, Dale would, you know, be pretty laid back. He seems like he's the he's the fun guy. He's the fun chipmunk of the two. Well, that's what I, that's what I thought. I'm a diehard Dale all day. I'm a I'm a I'm a, a Dale. What would we even say? A Dale a Dale head? I don't even a Dale and a Dale and Yeah, a Dale head. Um, a Dale and I. One hundred percent Dale Stan. Um, I would I would totally go to his booth at a fan con. Um, I'd love to get pictures with him. I think especially it's that shirt. You know what I mean? Like just that laid back, exactly. like Hawaiian party shirt, party yeah. time attitude. Yeah. Like if he can teach me how to skateboard, then let's go, dude. I'd be so down. And it's so funny because the two balance each other, right? Yeah. You got the brains and, and, and the wit, right? And you know, in, in every situation, in all the episodes that I can remember, one or the other would come in hand as being useful and that's why they are who they are right and, so, and those you know, are the those are the best parts of this movie is when we do get to see exactly. them team up and really really like work together and it's just such a positive message man i i, I just can't yeah i i love this movie so much <laughs> yeah yeah i think i think yeah i'll definitely take the two of them as a team but uh on their own yeah uh Chip's the one I'd start a business with, but Dale's the one I'd go grab a beer with for sure. <laughs> there you um, go. <laughs> but uh, I think it's time we uh, wrap things up here. But before we do that, we're going to be ranking this movie. And today we're going to be doing it on a scale of one to five collectible pogs. Ooh. All right. Now, what kind of pogs? Are they like the... Are we going to do like the slammers or whatever? Is that what those are called? The big heavy ones? Well, I mean, you can't call it a full set if you don't have a slammer or two That's in true. there. That's true. That's true. You got to have at least yeah, one. Yeah, of course. Um, honestly, I I don't think there's any way around it. I could not stop smiling this entire movie. Um, I think the movie has a great pace. And then as soon as we hit sort of the halfway mark, it just flies. And I think they absolutely knocked it out of the park. Like they, it's a feast for your eyes, as we've said. It's the modern day Roger Rabbit. It's dripping. You know, we talk about all the time is the aspect of does this movie know what it wants to be? Or does this show know what it wants to be? What is it trying to do? And this is dripping with confidence from from the first frame all the way to the last. It nails every single aspect of it. And and I think, honestly, I'm going to go on the record as saying, at least for 2022 so far, this is the funniest and most fun movie that I've seen all year. Uh, I'm going to be giving it five out of five Jeez. collectible pogs. Yeah, I, I'm with uh, Nate. I have the same sentiment. I think this is probably the funniest movie of the year so far. And I think that this is also probably the best Disney Plus original movie 
that they've done. Absolutely. Uh, this is exactly what I wanted. It, it was parody-fueled adventure with endless pop culture references that brings everything together that we that we love with for an over-the-top fun comeback of these iconic characters. This is literally the best way you could do a reboot, and I use air quotes around that. At, at no point did anything overtly distract or take away from the sort of buddy cop stylings of, of Chip and Dale as they sort of reconnect after so many years. And again, I, I like I said, Mulaney and, and, and Sandberg as the voices just add a layer, a new layer of endearment to these already cute, lovable characters that are just already pop icons. You know, we were saying it deserves multiple watches just for the multiple IPs from from all over pop culture that are referenced. And, um, you know, there is one that's going to have people in stitches. I, I'm, I'm certain oh about that. I can't wait till that 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 hits. And, you know, I think we, as you were saying, Nate, you know, it is it is the modern day uh, who framed Roger Rabbit, and I totally agree. It it is elevated and updated with today's humor by uh, Akiva Schaefer and 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 the Lonely Island crew, with just its ability to be so self referential and, and overly meta with its topic, and it doesn't seem to hide from even some dark truths of of the world, the industry, yeah. and just life in general, as it kind of taps into a bit of depression and mental health topics. You know, this is all wrapped up into a, a lovely ninety minute package that doesn't overstay its welcome, and it's sticks to landing with a heartfelt story about friendship, family, and that you're always stronger together than you are apart. And I think, again, a common simple message, yes, but with the elements of nostalgia, satire, and adventure, you know, this really does feel like Chippendale Rescue Ranger is a comeback and not just a reboot as it reimagines and upgrades these pop culture icons for today. So I am going to be giving this movie a five out of five collectible pops. let's go <laughs> wow you guys are way up there now i'm not yeah. i'm not too far behind um <laughs> but I, I think i maybe had a, a little bit more of an issue with slight things and i think it's and it's almost a compliment to the film the the issues i did have because it just they're all based on me wanting more uh maybe not necessarily from this film but in the future and you know it, that just means i want to see this more because they've done such a great job here uh, you know, we talked about it aesthetically. It is just such a fun-looking movie that really, really stands out the most for me. And and I, I find it interesting that it wasn't necessarily the Disney cameos that stood out for me. I was expecting that to sort of steal the show, but it was all the the oh they 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 have this character or yeah. oh they said that about this character. That sort of shocking stuff was was definitely some of my favorite humor scattered throughout it. Um, I just think maybe, while I understand it's the point of the movie, it was almost too much about Chip and Dale and not enough about the Rescue Rangers. Mm. And so, again, if this is just setting up for a big, full-on Rescue Rangers movie, then, I hope so. then boom, I'm all yeah. on board. Uh, and this was a great way to set up this franchise. This definitely feels like the movie that's about you know bringing the band back together in a sense right at the less less about it being whole solely on the rescue rangers but bringing everyone together so yeah and so and so again it's i i only want more because of how much i enjoyed what we got here mm -hmm. uh but like you said justin this is such a a fast fun well-paced movie that uh i think fans of all ages are going to find things and and characters and jokes that they're going to enjoy. So this is a terrific family movie. And uh, I like that you called it the best Disney Plus original 
movie that they've done because I 110% agree with you there. I'm going to give this bad boy a solid 4.6 out of 5 collectible pogs. Almost a 5. Almost a 5. I almost a, it's it's you know, you know if if we get a Chippendale 2, maybe I bump it up to a 5 down the road. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Maybe if I watch it for a second and third time and I really catch even more little details. Who knows? Uh, but the fact that I want to watch it again just says wonders about what this movie is. But uh, for now, there you have it. That is our spoiler-free review for Chippendale Rescue Rangers. The movie's available on Disney Plus this Friday. Thanks for tuning in wherever you listen to podcasts. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe and leave us five stars because we don't want to get canceled earlier than we should, like a couple of chipmunks we've been discussing today. Uh, we'd also love to know, were you a fan of the original animated show? Are you excited for this Who Framed Roger Rabbit style reboot? And which of the late 80s, early 90s Disney cartoons was your favorite? Was it Chip and Dale, DuckTales, Darkwing Duck, or Tailspin? You can let us know at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. And in case that's a little nuts for you, you can also hit us up on Twitter at GeekcentricYT and on Instagram at WeAreGeekcentric. As always, we have plenty of awesome content to check out. We recently finished our watch club for the Disney Plus series Moon Knight. We covered the hell out of all things Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness with spoiler-free and filled reviews and a quick but awesome interview with Michael Waldron and Sam Raimi. As always, we have our This Week in Geek episodes where we cover the latest in movies, news, and all things geek-centric. Plus, we've got some really exciting news. Thanks to our friends over at Disney Studios Canada, we're able to get you and one of your friends early advance tickets to see the Bob's Burgers movie in downtown Toronto on May 25th. All you have to do is follow our Twitter and reply to the pinned tweet with your favorite Toronto burger joint. Uh, I would definitely be submitting a Burger Priest uh, entry if I was eligible <laughs> for this contest. Totally. I, uh, yeah, I just, all I want to know is where to get good burgers next time I'm in Toronto. That's the only reason we're doing this, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I, th I think it's going to be <laughs> very, burgers. very helpful. Making a for mass all list, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the benefits for all with this. Uh, <laughs> so again, hit us up on our pinned tweet with your favorite burger joint. But if that's not saucy enough for you, you can also do the same thing over on Instagram. So catch up and relish this opportunity. Justin, Nate, thanks so much for joining me. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. Until next time, keep it geeky. Hi, Pajunga. <laughs> <laughs>